podcast. Today I'm so excited to be talking with Alicia Hill, who is a member of the Marcoms team, marketing and communications team at Groundswell. I'm so excited to be with her today. Alicia, um, if you could just take this opportunity to introduce yourself. Nora, it's great to be here with you today. I'm really looking forward to sharing some information about how folks can save on their energy bills and also really get to spend some time, you know, talk about the things we've learned here at Groundswell through, you know, our communications with subscribers, but also all the different projects for from community solar to energy efficiency that we've worked on. Absolutely. And I'm so excited you're here. I think you're the best person to talk to about this. You're just a wealth of knowledge and information. And honestly, if you don't know it yourself, you know the resources that have the information. So I'm very excited for you to be with us today. Today, we're going to be talking about energy saving tips for the summertime. As we all know, it's getting hot out. We just actually had the summer solstice June 21st, which I believe is the longest day of the year. So we're getting a lot of sunshine. And as it gets warmer, people often spend more money and energy cooling their homes. So Alicia, what are some tips for conserving energy and saving money? So the biggest thing we found, and this is something that we found, especially through our work with the Save on Utilities long-term program, is that you know, air conditionings and heating systems are one of the biggest users of energy in your home. And that makes sense because it takes a lot to take care of all that heat to make sure that you're actually able to be comfortable and more than even comfort, actually to be healthy in your home because heat strokes, no joke. But there are a lot of little things that can really help you get the most bang for your buck when you are running your air conditioning like you have to during the summer months. The biggest thing, though, is getting that service. Even if you do nothing else, if you can get your air conditioner service, as we're going into these summer months, getting your air conditioner service will help you save so much money because it makes sure that it's running as efficiently as it can when you need it to run. And besides that, just changing out the filters for that air conditioner. And if you know you're going to be away, if you're going to go visit family, if you're going on vacation, if you have something else where you're going to be away for a while, turn your air conditioner down just a little bit so that it's closer to outdoor temperature. You don't have to get it all the way down. Nobody wants to come home to a steaming hot house. But if your thermostat's trying to keep it to 78 instead of what you would want at when you're staying at home and enjoying time with your family, then that is going to save you a lot of money. And money that you can actually use to enjoy that time away. 
Thank you so much, Alicia. I think a lot of times people underestimate, um, you know, just how important servicing and changing the filter on your air conditioning is. I, for one, when I went down to LaGrange and saw some of the home improvements as a result of Seoul, it showed that just how much energy um, just old air conditioners or ones that have not been serviced in HVAC um, systems, how much energy that can take just to even cool it, and it won't even be cooling it effectively, which would, one, make it not the most comfortable living situation, but two, it cre- increases a lot of spending financially and just a lot of energy that's um, just being used with not really much gained in return. That's just, um, that's an important note, so I appreciate you bringing that up. It does, and if, and for the folks Listening in the LaGrange area, the SOL program is ongoing. We are really enjoying getting, helping a lot of people save on their energy bills through that program. But if you're in the district, definitely check out the DCSEU's program for air conditioning replacement if you're at that point because it's too hot to go without air conditioner. <laughs> It's very hot to go without air conditioner, and it's really great that there are resources that help people in those situations, DCSCU being a great one. Um, You know, speaking of summertime, we have longer days and increased exposure to sunlight. So what does this mean in terms for solar energy? Because that's a big portion of what we do here at Groundswell. That's a great question, Nora. It's great to be a solar subscriber for community solar projects all throughout the year. You know, you get your energy from local solar projects that are making a difference in your community. For the projects we work with, that's also making energy more readily available to household, other households who might otherwise not have access to clean energy. But in the summer, it's especially great because energy production is at its highest. You During the summer, the sun shines longer and harder on solar panels, allowing subscribers to see more clean energy credits on their bills. And that could not come at a better time because in warmer areas, that additional savings hits exactly when you see higher costs from cooling and also when many children are home from school, which means you would typically see much higher energy bills around that time, but community solar comes in right when you need it. You know, the the increased savings on that bill each month, it, it, it's just, it does come at the perfect time again, um, as you mentioned, with more burden to cool the home and more people being present in the home typically in the summertime, just that extended exposure to the sun for our solar energy um, is extremely helpful. So Alicia, I think during this conversation and also in a lot of the work that we do, we hear the term energy burden tossed around quite a lot. Do you mind um, just breaking down what it means to be energy burdened and what are the factors that lead to increased energy burden? Energy burdens are just what percentage of your household income you have to spend on energy in order to remain comfortable in your home. If you have to pay more than 10% of your income for energy bills each year, researchers consider you to be energy impoverished. That means that you're paying so much for energy that it'd be difficult to budget for other bills that are necessary. And that can come back and make it difficult for house 
households who are trying to make difficult decisions. You know, no one should have to choose whether to buy a necessary medication or groceries or other necessities or just because of high energy bills. Groundswell has done a lot of research on energy burdens and Dr. Maleka from our team actually published a big report in 2021 looking at how energy burdens vary from state to state and what that means for households who have different levels of income. One of the things that really stuck out to me about that report was how much more households who make moderate income or especially low income levels have to pay for energy compared to, you know, higher earning households. That means that someone who is making minimum wage or making even what might be a very normal wage for their position, but is well below the average for their area, is likely struggling to budget. Not because of anything they're doing personally, but because energy bills throw off that budget because they're so much higher than they would be for someone at a higher income level. And there are a lot of reasons for that. Dr. Lucka's report looked at really deeply, and a lot of it has to do with housing quality. There can be a lot of reasons why people have lower quality housing in certain areas, but you know, based on what we can tell from demographics, it looks like a lot of it has to do with, you know, historic housing inequity, systematic racism. There's a very real chance that historic redlining is a big part of what is is putting many households into a situation where they have to face high energy burdens. And we're really working to address that with our programs like our work with DC Solar for All, of course, Groundswell Share Power Program, as well as the Save on Utilities Long Term Program in LaGrange. Those all address aspects of that problem with DC Solar for All and Share Power both focusing on ways to reduce those energy burdens by allowing households to access clean energy in communities where clean energy might not otherwise be readily available. With the Save on Utilities Long Term or SOL program, that's making sure that houses have energy efficiency repairs they need, whether that's air conditioning or units that actually work at the level they should, or insulation or weatherproofing. And those measures really make sure that people aren't having to pay more than they need to for energy. And we're really starting to move in the right direction in these areas. And that's only possible thanks to the support from within the communities and also just thoughtful actions and planning in par partnership with so many great groups. Absolutely. I think, you know, combating energy burden is is a huge task and it's, it's definitely not something you can do alone. Um, and I think that one thing that's so commendable about Groundswell is that not only do we have certain program areas and projects that are in the community addressing this inequity, but as you mentioned before, our research and labs department 
they provide groundbreaking research that really just lays out all of the statistics that you can't argue with for people to see. And um, not only does it spread awareness, but it can drive change. Because once this information is out there, then you're confronted with the historical inequity and that how it's still affecting communities to this day. Um, so I think that providing that historical context and showing that this has been something that's been affecting communities who are on the front lines for climate change, who are on the front lines for environmental racism, it can really, you know, guide the work that we do today and, you know, potentially um, create a shift, whether it's policy-wise, whether it's on the community level. So I think it's just really um, important to, you know, just attack these issues from all sides, and that's why I'm really grateful for all of the work that we do here. And, Nora, that, those are great points, and, you know, especially addressing envi- environmental racism, which is something that has only been acknowledged relatively recently. And I'm so glad to be able to work with the team to, you know, make a difference and actually make the changes that are needed to address aspects of that. This has been an amazing discussion. And again, um, just the importance of having these resources available to you. So Alicia, what are some resources that are available to you if you're in the District of Columbia? I would recommend that anyone who's trying to address their energy burdens, go check out the resources that the DC Sustainable Energy Utility does puts out. That's the DCSEU. They have fantastic resources on ways that you can save on your energy bills, but they also have rebates. So when it comes time to replace appliances, to replace those things that are big and expensive and tough to budget for, they provide resources to make it easier for you to get energy efficient versions of those. And another great resource in the district is the Solar for All program. They do a great job connecting low to moderate income households with clean energy savings. If you're not sure if you qualify, definitely check the income guidelines because I know we've spoken to people in the community who did not realize that, yes, they're, they are considered moderate income and we want to be able to make clean energy available. DC Solar for All program was really created to make energy affordable, especially clean energy affordable in the district. And that means if you're someone who, you know, might not have been able to install solar panels on your house out of your own budget, you might still qualify for the DC Solar for All program. And that's a great thing. That's something that can really make a difference for both your household and the entire community because it helps reduce carbon pollution right here in DC. And if you want to learn more about the DC Solar for All program and to see what that's all about, I would love to have you join us for our webinar on July 12th at 1 p.m. A link to that is should be going up on our website very soon. So stay on the lookout. Thank you so much, Nora, for having me. (laughs) 
Thank you so much, Alicia. I think you provided amazing energy-saving tips and just providing more context on energy burden, which is what drives so much of the work that we do. So I just really appreciate you joining us today and sharing all of your insight. And, you know, hopefully a lot of us will catch you at the next Solar for All webinar. I look forward to seeing you there. (laughs) You need power. If we never fight, it's a battle we'll always lose.